Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode 44 of Wings, Beers, and Tears, your DMV sports podcast. And we are here social distancing, following all the rules and regulations because we are good boys. How you doing over there, Jerry? Well, now I don't know what I'm going to do. The draft is over. And <laughs> you're the one live sporting event in your life is now coming and the, gone. The courthouse is closed, so I don't have a lot. I don't have any active cases, and so I'm just going to be a mess. Now you're going to come out of this thing looking like Popeye. Your arms are going to be fucking massive, dude. <laughs> are you I, working out like eight hours a day? I, I work out every day. Yeah. Yeah. My, my knees are killing me because <laughs> our floor is so hard, but I do some hard stuff. All, it's, it's terrible. So, so I want to come out with new, two. I'll look great upper body, but I'll have like no lower body and two replaced knees. Excellent. Excellent. You'll be like Joe Swanson from uh, uh, Family Guy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Big old jacked upper body. How you doing, Jeremy? Good. Good to see you, boys. It's like you guys are on an island over there. It's weird. <laughs> oh, well. I guess that's uh, what we're in for here for the near future, huh? Yeah. Yuck. Anyway, let us go ahead and get right into it. So we had our first real live sports-related event this past weekend, the NFL Draft, which we talked about last week that we were all jacked up about. Uh, round one was Thursday. Rounds two and three were Friday. And rounds four through seven were all day yesterday. Um, I thought, <clears throat> right off the bat, what you know, impressions of how you think ESPN and the NFL handled doing everything remotely with all the social distancing, et cetera, et cetera. I got to be honest. I thought they did a really good job. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I was waiting for some serious like interruptions in various feeds, going to all the guys' houses and everything else. It was pretty damn good. There was some lag time here and there, but other than that, I, I was entertained. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, once you got in the rhythm, yeah, you hardly didn't even notice the different format. And frankly, Although getting getting off the Schneid was a little awkward. Those first oh, ten minutes with Goodell I mean, were fucking terrible. I mean, it was first twenty minutes. Of- <laughs> I know. You know, we're the NFL, and we're here to help. And if you didn't know, we're in a pandemic. What the fuck, dude? Just get to the picks. I was starting to get pissed off. Me and Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins was like, if you tweeted out, like, all right, enough. Let's go. It's like, you know, I mean, it's it's Thursday night. It's starts at 8, and by 8.25, there still hadn't been a pick. I'm I know. Like, this is going to be awful. This oh, is going to yeah. be like nine hours long. Right. What was driving me nuts was it would say right there in the screen, the pick is in like four or five minutes before anybody did anything about it. Yes. It's like, come on. But the, but the but the good thing <laughs> yes. is, and you're absolutely right because they have to they have to give the networks time to sort of highlight the guy they just picked. Oh yeah, right? no, they have their highlight package already in there. They have but their the six good, draft experts yeah, and the, everything. But when that's over and you're ready to focus on the next pick, there's like three minutes left. So that that's the good thing that once the pick is in, the the clock starts running, right. even though it's just filler. And and uh, again, I'll give ESPN a ton of credit for having a diverse panel of guys that are draft experts, just NFL insiders. You had a variety of guys up there giving their input, which well, was pretty cool. It was ESPN and, and NFL, NFL Network. Combined. Correct. That was pretty yep. cool. Um, however, you could tell those that were... Uh, the veterans of the NFL draft side of things, like Mel Kiper, is still the fucking man. That yeah. guy doesn't miss a beat. And he I is, think, but I think he has Parkinson's. Uh, I think he might. He was shaking. Okay, not bad. no no conspiracy theories here. No, but I mean, is there something wrong with Goodell? He looked really, really bad compared to this time last year. Other than he's the whitest guy in America, <laughs> and when he tried to be funny, he fell flat on his face. I mean, the one criticism I have, and it's not of the setup, it's of Roger Goodell. <laughs> trying to like banter back with the uh, fans. On yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, go that, ahead and boo. Go ahead and yeah. boo. Yeah, yeah. When he was like, "Come on, bring it on." George is like, uh, "What is he doing?" I was like, "I don't know." That's the most Come awkward on. motion I've ever it's seen. Like, it's <laughs> like when your dad would embarrass you by trying to be cool. <laughs> yeah, <know>? right. <laughs> it's like, but, Come uh, on, is that the best you got? And they're like, "Just shut up and, and give a shot." That clearly <laughs> wasn't his. No, that clearly no. wasn't his, his game. Basement. Not his deal. 
And I must say, I stole this from somebody that tweeted it, and they were like, seriously, the richest commissioner in the entire world, and the motherfucker has a sound bar on his TV. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm that's shit you, I have in my house. What the hell, you, that's, man? That's not his basement, but that was my theory going on. That was. Yeah, that was, was his slave pretty, quarters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was, that was like his, his cousin who's uh, a plumber. His cousin who's a plumber, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's too fucking good. But no, seriously, I thought the uh, I thought the banter was pretty good uh, amongst the panelists as well. And you got used to the lag because there was going to be. If you're sitting in the same room, you can see who's talking, you can get cues and whatever. When they're doing it on Zoom or whatever platform they used, there is that that slight delay where you're like you queued up and you got to wait for your turn. You can't just dive right in. Yeah, and I think Trey Wingo did a good job. Oh, he was fantastic. I, mean, I thought he that's a marathon for him, and he ha- he was the one having yes. to get the pick, get it to the right person, get it back to Goodell. Get, so he had the he had the heavy lifting. And apparently, somebody uh, had some like behind the scenes shit that ESPN did, and he had this giant board of everything and everything was color coded so based on the color that popped up he had to know exactly who to throw it to and when and i thought he did a really really good job yeah, that was a, that would that was that, that was job. hard yeah. that was hard yeah the overall production value was fantastic and i just you know i almost think i mean who knows i mean everything changes every 5 minutes it seems like in this world these days but you know we went from the massive gathering you know one in nashville that was the most popularly attended one of all time or whatever mm-hmm. to doing this one they were going to maybe do it in vegas with guys going across the pond and boats and crap like that when they got right. drafted, everybody's sitting at home. Yeah. And I thought sitting at home was cool. I, well, would do- <laughs> I, I will say this. As rocky a start as it got off to, the first round went by in a flash. It did because there were no trades. Correct. No trades. And because because the, 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 the conversations you're going to have behind the scenes were less because you didn't want technology to interfere or anything to pop up, I think people just took a more streamlined approach. That was more enjoyable for me as a viewer. Because I hate when I, you know, get up, do a couple things, come back, and I'm like, they're still on the fourth pick. Like I was like, oh damn, they're at ten already. Oh, right. Now they're at thirteen. And Great. it's because the few trades that did happen in round one, they announced the trade, and within a couple, within a minute or so, they had the pick in. Yep. So it wasn't like they got a whole new ten minutes, and then. And that's what they were saying was those were the only snags they hit when they did their little mock draft, where an occasional feed would go out, and so teams were warned, hey. We encourage you to do trades, but you got to make sure, you know, which is why when the trade went through, they instantly had the pick ready because they were like, we don't want to fuck anything else right, up right sure. now, you know? So so that was a positive. Yeah. Um, and, and I, for one, I think the draft is a completely overblown spectacle as it is. Um, I love the drafting of the players themselves. I love the highlight packages. I love to see where local guys went. Right. Obviously, what my teams got, that kind of thing. Um, but the spectacle itself, I guess, is what turns me off. But with nothing else to watch and everything being remote, I had a great time Thursday yeah. watching. I, so I, I, I thought right. it was great. We stayed, we stayed up the whole time. And Holly doesn't. Apparently, I did too. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the last half hour. I was, yeah. I was drinking really fast, apparently, on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't remember. I, the next day, George's like, yeah, I can't believe we got Queen. I was like, oh, the Ravens got Queen? He's like, Dad, you're sitting right there. I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> so I had yeah, no I was, idea. I was asleep. <laughs> then, but, um. I think that when um, when – Sports come back if they come back, and the Caps play, and the Caps lose in the first round. I literally may be more <laughs> depressed than I normally am because I have nothing else to do. It's like I have no nothing to do. You know, well, no diversion. I think I asked you this a couple of weeks ago. What what would be worse? No sports coming back and knowing it, or sports coming back and then having the Caps have like an epic collapse and losing in round one? Caps losing to like the Penguins. <laughs> that would be that. <laughs> that, would, that would be worse. Yeah, that all, that almost might be worse. Damn. Yeah. I don't know what would be worse. God damn it. Why did I bring that up? I don't want to think about it. Uh, 
Jeremy? Well, I, I liked uh, Belichick's draft assistant. <laughs> the dog. It oh, was so funny. He was just so chill, or she was, I guess. Speaking of uh, pads, yeah. how about Cliff Kingsbury? Oh, oh. Him and McVeigh have the same like oh my backyard, God. like legit. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell, man? He lives on, he lives in a sports paradise compound." I mean, good for them, I and guess. And he's like good looking. I know, rich. I mean, he, fuck that guy. I man. know. <laughs> hey, he was sitting there like laid back. He's got his little <laughs> his perfect setup. I was like, "God damn it." Uh, the envy. Ron, Ron Rivera is the exact opposite. He's got like seven monitors and he's fighting like all of his kids. <laughs> <laughs> the so, wrestling off so, to the side. He's just so intense. All right, so let's get right into it. And let's start with the local boys. And uh, let's go ahead and start skins. So, number two overall pick. Months and months of buildup. And we ended up with Mr. Chase Young. What do you guys think? Well, it worked out perfectly. It's kind of what we've been saying since the end of the, you know, the season. It was going to be clear, and it was clear. Um, and, you know, not to get off the skins too much, but I got to say that I was actually impressed with, you know, uh, Miami and San Diego kind of sticking to their guns. Yes. Not wasting assets and getting exactly who they wanted. I thought teams did a good job. Nobody freaked out. Um, and Maybe that part of that was technology, maybe not, but skins get Chase Young. Um, I actually, you know, love their third-round pick as well. I think it's getting panned in some areas, but I think people will come around on it, or I'll be wrong, one or the other. Um, but, you know, Glad Chase is home, and there's a lot more to talk about, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts on Chase and how everything went down. Well, I, I'm a fan of Chase Young. I think the Redskins won the draft um, in their minds, at least you know, just by drafting him. That was a smart play. Um, I think he's going to, if, uh, if there is football in the fall, he is going to uh, have a, a monster year if he's used correctly. Um, the Skins just don't have a lot of playmakers on either side of the ball. And he's definitely one of them. I think it would have been a massive mistake to trade down and lose that, especially with uh, you could see some of the guys that got drafted after pick 10. I mean, there's so many questions with everybody that got drafted that um, you'd be foolish not to take the, the sure thing. So I was certainly thrilled with the Chase Young. I think he's going to be used. Uh, him and Sweat, if, if they both don't have double-digit sacks next year, um, it'll, I'll be mildly disappointed. Mm-hmm. Just because they're going to fly around the ball. Yeah. You know? Well, no, I, 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 was, I was thrilled. Um, again, whether it was a byproduct of the remote draft, whether it was <clears throat> the fact that nobody really had to move up, even, even if things were normal, you would have had trade talk just as part of the, the red herring and the, and the screens like Jerry always talks about with all the lies behind the scenes. But I don't think you would have seen a whole lot of action moving in the top 10 in terms of trades and picks. Um, maybe one or two here or there, but nothing significant. And I don't think the skins were going to move from two. There was just not a dance partner. It's a domino situation. You know, first domino falls, other things happen, but that just didn't, that didn't happen. The only team that really was willing to move up was, you know, Atlanta and they had the 16th pick. Nobody in the top five is going to trade anything for that. Yep. So it just, it just worked itself out and, it did, and I'm, I'm glad because I think we got talked about it last week on the podcast. We got an absolute grade A talent stud at defensive end, and what that translates into yeah. that's that's going to be the next you know and chapter. But it's going to be fun to watch when it happens. Hopefully, it does happen. You know, hopefully, we're in a position that it'll happen this fall. I just I like the depth. I like the the versatility that they've got all around, but especially on that you know defensive line. And while I'm with Jerry, and especially in theory, I want to see ten sacks by you know, yeah. both those guys. But really. It's all about that third down defense. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's just right. pressure that forces a pick or forces a bad throw, that stuff, we're, we're so not used to that as Redskins fans 
That'll be a miracle. You know, that, that's you a good know? point. I, I too, would like to see the double-digit sack totals. I, I, with our interior line and our depth in our front seven, you got to get to the quarterback. But I'm with you. I mean, if we're playing the Eagles in November, and, I mean, it's just third down after third down, and Wentz is running for his life, and it's sweat, or it's young, or it's pain, or it's whatever, I don't, I don't care whether they get him or not. If he's throwing the ball away and he's on the ground, that, that's just as good, you know? Well, unfortunately for the Skins, though, there were uh, picks after the first round. Um, and that's, I think, where they had a average. Okay, so let's get into the reality check. So consensus, I think, across the board from all the experts, us here at this table, I consider us experts. Um, as far as we know. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think Young was, was a slam dunk. No-brainer. Slam dunk. So glad we have him. All right, so we fast forward. No picks in round two for the Skins. Round three, um, they took Gibson, the wide receiver from Memphis. Well, Maybe. Maybe he might be a wide receiver. Yeah, he's a he's hybrid a, guy, he's right? A hybrid guy. Yeah, and and I hear you. Um, Jeremy's looking at me, ready to pounce already. I, <laughs> I get it, man. They got, you look at the guy. You look at the guy's uh, highlights, and it's like, um, holy shit! I mean, this guy can make plays. Like he scores like seventeen percent of the time he gets the ball, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So he, he, you know, either from the wide receiver position or the running back position. Um, my problem was is when I first, when they, when they first drafted him, I texted you guys saying I don't mind that pick because I thought it was the guy they drafted from Liberty. I thought Antonio. I just saw the name Antonio. Gotcha. Right? And then I saw it was Antonio Gibson. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. So here's my problem with the pick. Right. He doesn't have he. Here's what I like about the pick. He's explosive. Right. And they need explosive players. I, right? You've been saying they need playmakers on offense. So exactly. But here's my problem with the pick. No other team. Had him targeted that high. Um, at least I see what you mean. I don't think they did. I mean, right. that, that's he wasn't a name that anybody, the so-called experts, were targeting at that time. Oh, okay. Um, see, I, I didn't know that. So, I, but part of the thing there is, and I'm not going to jump all over you, I'm just going to disagree a little bit, <laughs> is that also they, I don't think that that many receivers were supposed to go in the first 60 picks. That was not on most people's boards. They were flying yeah. off, though. So I think, they were. I think yeah. he probably got bumped up 10 or 20 picks just because of that. But, but he's, otherwise, I, I he's also scheme-specific. I mean, uh, Agreed. The, the more you look at it, the more I looked at it, um, Rivera likes these hybrid-type players. Um, Turner likes these hybrid-type players. And if you look at McCafferty, I mean, obviously he's a running back and a receiver. I mean, he's got, he's got 1,000 yards in both rushing and receiving. If you look at uh, the kid they drafted in the second round, his name's escaping me, um, Samuel, Curtis Samuel. Right, right. Right? He play, he's the same kind of Swiss Army knife guy. That's what he kept saying, Swiss Army knife. So I just don't – I and, and part of my confusion and maybe lack of excitement is I don't know how they're going to use him because if he's a, if he's a running, running back, well, you got Geis and you got AP mm-hmm. and uh, – Love is that his name? I mean, that guy. I, for, I think he's still rehabbing. Somewhere. And and I think this is a message to guys and love saying, "Don't mess around." Okay, that's how I read it too. Was one of you two guys hopefully will emerge healthy. If the other one is still a liability, we don't have room for you because that's the one thing this guy from Memphis has is he's durable and they just and he's got explosive. McKissick for the third. Right, that's so right. They, they, so it was like when you have all these needs, you're taking a guy who's not going to play every down, and that 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 was my problem. I agree right? with you. I but agree with you. I think they're going the way it was explained after all of that was they're gonna they have packages. Turner will have packages where two running backs are on the field at the same time, mm-hmm. and then they'll have packages where. Uh, four wides and one running back, but they but they're in a passing situation. So this guy can be in any. They scheme against the defense they're playing um, differently each week. 
And I, I think I saw the same thing you did because they said Turner loves to go into like the the no backfield, right. you know, at the last second. And this guy fits into that perfectly. Well, you'll see you McKissick know? and, and uh, Gibson out there together. Yep, and, and then they'll split running, out wide. Two running back yep. set, and then you'll have five wides by the time the snap is. So exactly. I, I yeah. would have just liked to have seen um, either a trade back if this is the guy you want, if if it could. I mean, you know, people were trading a lot in the you know second and third day. So oh yeah, for sure. If they wanted to trade back, my guess is, but they t- this is someone they targeted. This mm-hmm. is Rivera told you know, and this was Rivera's draft. If anybody, if you see the Trent <laughs> Williams trade, they traded to 49ers when when that was untouchable last year. So Nobody was ever trading. So let's go right to the 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 skins third pick, which was um, in the fourth round. Right. Yes. Yeah. Charles. Yep. So they got the uh, offensive tackle from LSU, uh, Charles uh, Stud. Absolutely. I mean, we saw him play in the college football finals, and that guy, he just fucking blows people up. Um, but in, right. in order to get there, as Jerry just said, Trent Williams is finally gone, and ironically, he got traded to the 49ers where Shanahan is there, which tells you that the Bruce Allen curse is completely lifted because he wouldn't have even considered trading with an ex-Redskin. But take no, take it more than that because when Kirk Cousins was on the block, mm-hmm. right, Dan Snyder would not have traded with the Shanahans. Yeah, you're right about right? that. And Absolutely. Dan Snyder's still there. So this is this is, if if anybody needs evidence that Bruce Allen, I mean uh, that Ron Rivera is running the show, he just traded to somebody that the Redskins last year, and they still have the same owner, would not have talked to. Yep. So it was – and they got – from where they were, I thought they got pretty decent value. They got a fifth and a third. Now, obviously, that's not tri- it, Trent Yeah, Williams if you go back to, to what we were talking about last summer when this whole Trent Williams thing was going down, we're like, we need a first-rounder and a player and this and that and the other. You know what? That value went by the wayside. We we – it is what it is at, at on draft day, and I'm glad we moved him, and I'm glad we got assets back. That's all I'm saying. I don't know, uh, you know, who do, they had a they apparently had a similar deal with uh, Minnesota, um, and Trent Williams said no. Maybe it's because this is where he wanted to go. I mean, he knew that uh, San Francisco. I mean, it's a maybe. better team, maybe better situation. The guy yeah. retires, he gets. I mean, I think this was in the works longer than what we think it was. It wasn't. They just well, called. Yeah, no, that was the rumors that it was basically done earlier in the week, but. They, since they knew what the value was, they didn't want to do anything until it was basically too late. Right. Like, oh, they didn't want to say, yeah. hey, we got a fifth and a third. Wait, like, wait a second. It's Thursday. Why, why didn't you get a second? What are you doing? I see what you, know, you mean. Or a third even this year. And it was basically it was done, but they wanted to drop it when it you know, would make sense and, and not infuriate everybody. And gotcha. <laughs> a lot of teams, a lot of teams that, that I was targeting for the Redskins, you know, Cleveland, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, yep. uh, the Jets, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the Bucks, uh, the Vikings, they all took tackles. Yep. Right? So <laughs> You were so pissed yeah. at, our, at our text <laughs> conversation. You're like, fuck, another tackle on the board. <laughs> this sucks. I mean, I, we needed, we needed, Cle- we needed Becton to go, or, you know, so, and we needed a run. We needed Thomas and then everybody else to select tackles. Right. And it just didn't happen, yeah. so they all fell. But, but I think what it does is it, it shows that the demand for Trent Williams was just not there. Yep. They could get someone who's not as good, but cheaper and longer, mm-hmm. and that was a bigger value than Trent Williams. Well, cheaper is, was huge. You know the, the the other branch of this conversation at this point, Trent Williams is damaged goods. You had him with the Redskins in his prime, 
He's his prime is not ahead of him. It's behind him He's at this point. He's got three or four more years. He's got three or four more years, but even his top performance in the next three to four years will not be as good as it was three to four years ago. That's just the reality of the situation. Well, so they got something back for somebody that essentially damaged goods. And my my point though, in in, in terms of if Charles is apparently he's got a lot of red flags. Smokes weed. a Nobody lot of weed. Anymore. His attitude is probably terrible. Yeah, no one right? gives a shit anymore. Right. I mean, I don't care about the weed, but the but the attitude, the effort, I don't know. Um, you know, Ron Rivera said he spoke with the coaches at LSU and they assured him that he's a he's you know he likes to play, he wants to play, he just makes bad decisions. Okay, okay, off the field. So I'm I not really love uh, to hear that conversation with the words you're on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you would have um, need subtitles uh, or a translator, I think. But oh, no, <laughs> but, but what I was, was thinking was is, is there were players on the board that could come in and start um, for you. And there are going to be a lot of tackles, veteran tackles that are going to be cut because their teams just drafted high, you know, offensive tackles, you know, like Riley Reif. Right. He's going to get cut. Um, and I don't think Charles comes in and steps in at tackle day one because they got that kid they love from Chicago. Okay. But, um, so, but maybe you put him at guard. I was going to say, offensive linemen can move around. They can. Right? And <clears throat> if, if his upside is really good, that's okay to take him at that pick, in my opinion. Well, Throughout this draft, um, other than Chase Young and other than uh, Golden. Who's the next pick on the board yeah. that we're going to talk about? Everybody seems to com- – compl- and, and James Smith-Williams, which was basically a wasted take. I, th- I think it was like they checked out like in fantasy football and you just get the auto-click guy. <laughs> I have no well, he idea. was just next to the list. Well, yeah, just take it. Yeah, That's I have fine. no idea why they, why they drafted him. Maybe, anyway. he can, maybe he can transfer or trans, you know, translate his skill set into tight end. Who knows? But everybody <laughs> on this uh, – most of the people they drafted are position flexible, meaning you, you, you draft a tackle, um, but he could play guard. Uh, like Ismail, yes, right. Yep, he can, he can play center, but he can also play guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hudson is sort of a poor man's Isaiah Simmons, where yep. he can line up at safety, and and none none of them are. How, my my question is is what if he can do all of them, but none of them enough to be an NFL player? Right, you know? right. Um, so uh, I my favorite pick is the fourth pick, uh, AGG, which is what I'm going to call him. Yep, um, because you I stole think, that from me. Right, I. That's true. I did. Um, but you stole that from everybody else. I, I don't know. I said it before. So for I those not in the know, else. that is Antonio yeah. Gandy-Golden, wide receiver from Liberty. I think what he does is he gives you an outside. He's slow. Yeah, apparently. Well, right? I, you sort of said it jokingly a minute ago. I'll say the same thing I said about Harmon last week. Yes. Tight ends. I mean, you know, hybrids, whatever. Again, versatility. Right. They if don't you've have got, If you've got, uh, you know, McLaurin you know, running a little, you know, deep out and you're drawing that deep safety over and then you have Harmon and then you've got AGG and then you have um, maybe, a, you know, I'm not going to promote Thaddeus Moss to starting tight end, but you have somebody else like that who's why a Why not? Well, why not is, an, is, is a right decent now they question. Have, they have the worst yeah. tight end core in the country. Point in the, being, in the then you league. have three really big targets underneath and apparently we know Harmon is a good route runner. We know he's a big physical mm-hmm. wide receiver. Apparently, AGG, yeah, he's a, a bit slow. Apparently, he's just a fucking monster. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, guess yeah. who else was slow? Michael Irvin, <laughs> you know? I, I got you. No, no, but but they're outside receivers. You can't yeah. line them up a tight end. They don't know how to block. No, no, I, I'm not saying yeah. line them up a tight end. What I'm saying is you, you're trying to get some of that pass-catching area on the field from a bigger, slower wide receiver our and do pro- it in a non-traditional yeah. sense. Our problem is, is that we don't have Scott Turner here. To say how he's going to use them, I, right? I can't visually concept. Right. I mean, there, there's a reason why Harmon, 
well, Harmon was a was a different regime, but there's a reason why they drafted a guy of his size to play on the outside. Yep. Because they envisioned him having a bread zone effect and having a specific role that I can't envision. Because you have McLaurin on the other side yep. and Sims at the slot mm-hmm. and maybe Gibson at the slot. Um, so they they're, they have these guys are probably scheme specific now. Probably AGG was a good value pick at four. I completely agree I with mean, that. He, yes, everybody said that's why he's my favorite pick because you got him lower. Yep. Than he probably should have gone. I mean, so he was. So wise. it's it's the opposite of what you just said about the Gibson pick. The Gibson pick, they really liked him, but nobody else valued him that high. Right. Because AGG he, was like, oh shit, I can't believe you guys got him there. But my saving grace, <clears throat> without totally trashing the pick, is that Ron Rivera. This is his kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, I he's agree. a Christian McCaffrey. He, this is these are the guys he targets. Right. Whereas. 31 other teams may not have value in that, but he can come in and play. Yeah. And maybe he will. Yep. And may, but I think when I, after I reviewed it, I was like, uh oh, Darius Geis. Yeah. You got one more year to prove that yourself was, or you're finished. You nailed it. As soon as I saw that pick and I did a little bit more digging and I saw his highlight package and everything, I immediately thought, Geis and Love, you are on notice right now. You guys need to be healthy. No, no offense, but if you can't get on the field. <laughs> well, that's part of the deal, is there? Like, you have so many running backs and receivers. Well, first of all, you got a couple of guys that can do both, essentially. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Sims will be the similar guy to the. I completely forget you know, about Sims yeah. sometimes. The guy's That's a good, a, a good value to have on the team. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I we're, and also there's what two more roster spots this season. So that's one more spot oh, yeah, that's, that's available. Mm-hmm. You know, they if if they don't really bring their tight ends, they're not going to have me more than two tight ends on this roster. Comes <laughs> have, of the yeah. tight ends that but they, they have, have like eight on the so. roster now. I mean, it's like ridiculous, <laughs> and, and like zero of them are like NFL but caliber. Yeah. But all right, so. But of the next four picks, you have Keith Ismail, yep. uh, Kaliki Hudson, mm-hmm. Carmen Curl. I actually like the Hudson pick real quick. Go ahead. And James Smith-Williams. <laughs> um, I think Keith Ismail is, is – I think they're worried about Trey, Chase Roulier and the contract he's going to want. Right. Um, and so he's a center who you can groom. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a sort of a far – I mean, he's a depth signing um, for now. But uh, it's also a depth pick, so it kind well, of fits the bill. Rounder, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the but the Hudson Curl Smith Williams picks uh, I'm not sure they'll make the roster. Maybe not. The reason I like the Hudson pick is because he well we got to see him play at Michigan and he is one of those very impactful players that doesn't translate well with regard to to measurables. Yeah, he's too you slow know? to be a safety. Exactly. Too small to be a linebacker. Bingo. But he's one of those guys where you look back in history. God, man, making it to the pros, the elite of the elite make it to the pros. And we sit here and we parse all these draft picks, and some of the high-pedigree guys may never make an impact on their team, let alone make a roster. And you're going to have some undrafted free agent like Thaddeus Moss or like Javon Leak, who we know. Mm-hmm. Like those guys, those guys are slotted in to make the, the roster on day one right now. I mean, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, and I think the versatility, even if it's not a great a high level, is important because if you've got a guy can play a little safety, play a little linebacker, and is a special teams monster, yep. you can afford to have him on the roster. And back to the O-line talk, this O-line has been so bad for so long, <laughs> mostly because of depth, that I get, I want them to have 30 guys they can pick from. <laughs> and what, you, what we were hearing last year, oh, well, we wanted to start this guy because he, or dress this guy because he's better. The other guy can play two positions, even though he completely sucks, but half <laughs> the guys are hurt, so we got to put the guy that's more versatile. I'm like, how are you constructed so poorly that you can't form an offensive line? Right. And I think they're, they're really trying to get away from that or go towards something better. Is the yeah, unless you have a yeah. stud at a single offensive line position, that guy better be able to play up play and down two. the line. Yeah. Right. Well, it, the, it all comes down to Haskins. 
Um, they they left the draft with more weapons than they came in to draft with. Good point. They got rid of a guy who didn't want to be here and was growing to be a cancer, mm-hmm. and you don't want him around other players, so you got rid of him. Um, I do think um, the the total inability of drafting a tight end, which I think is so important for a guy like Haskins, who just to have a safety just have this, a safety blanket, you know, somebody who can get you three yards if things are going bad. All right, so let me ask you this question because I know you're caught up on the tight end for good reason. Um, <clears throat> so they didn't draft one technically, but they got Moss literally as soon as the draft was over. You targeted him last week as a guy you'd love to see come in here. Only because he's of all – and it was a weak crop. Of, Super weak. He's but pretty, it was, he, but he, they, he's the number one guy. But they were totally better than the ones they had on the roster, right? True. Um but why I like Moss is that he's other like most of them he can block mm-hmm. he he can he's a little he's a little rough he's not fast um, and he can he has sure hands he just he's not going to be like a Jordan Reed type where he can create mismatches and, right but Jordan Reed Jordan Reed refused to block mm-hmm. so the downside <laughs> is is when you have Jordan Reed in the game you might as well not run right because you have to double his guy and then you're just you know you're left I mean. That's what Doc Walker kept saying. What's the point of even running the ball when he's in the game? Because mm-hmm. you can't. Moss is different. Now, um, Moss's problem, the reason why he went undrafted, is because he broke his foot uh, either right before or at or somewhere it, during the combine. Okay. Right? So he didn't work out at the combine, and they couldn't get medicals on him because of the pandemic. Okay. They couldn't like, have their doctors look at him. So he, he dropped because of that. Okay. He's a mid-level mid-round type player, certainly nothing special. But what he does, do he has good hands and he's tough. Mm-hmm. So I think – now, I haven't seen the kid who used to play quarterback of Virginia Tech, Logan Thomas. I didn't even know he was still in the league until they got him and said he's a tight end. Right. Um, but Tampa Bay has three tight ends right now, <laughs> all of which are better than anybody on the Redskins roster, right? I mean, Gronkowski's not getting traded. O.J. Howard did not get traded. Right? Which is shocking. Right. But- and they have this other the 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 white kid who Cameron had, Brait yeah has yeah. as many catches or more catches than OJ Howard yeah Brait's a good player right but they they just <laughs> good job Jerry they Still just beer all over myself that's outstanding they just resigned him to a new deal <laughs> Christ uh, about three weeks ago so you have to think that OJ Howard is either getting traded or he's getting cut and same thing that what's the kid's name at the Cleveland uh, Njoku Njoku they, they just drafted the guy in the third round yep so they're not keeping three tight ends there. That's ridiculous. So he's getting cut. Sure. So there'll, there'll be some, they'll they will be some uh, tight ends getting cut. There'll be some offensive tackles getting cut. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, the tight end and O tackle positions, as it stands today, we're kind of screwed. But like you said, the free agent market is going to open up, and you will see legitimate NFLers get cut. Well, they like. I I, I think from all accounts, they like this offensive tackle at uh, from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, signed, and they envision him being the starting left tackle. Okay, so if you want to, if, if Charles comes in and plays tackle, he may be kidding. He we may be getting rid of Morgan Moses Moses because he's terrible anyway. So or yeah. or Jerron Christian, obviously one of those guys. If Moses can make the roster and just not suit up every Sunday, that would be ideal because then he could play only when we need him based on injuries. <laughs> because if he's your every down. Every down offensive lineman going into the season. Well, I he's, think, a, he's a whole, he's one of the worst holders in the whole. League. We are I mean, in trouble, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I really all, do. I mean, always, you know, but he does good radio interviews. I like him. He's a great guy. I mean, he talks a lot of shit, but sucks. <clears throat> it's a terrible combination. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so few of us out there. <laughs> so, but it all comes down to Haskins. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Is Haskins going to like the new system? 
you know, but Carolina always had a good tight end. I know. So it, it, I, I, I'm having a hard time understanding why that hasn't been more of a priority for Ron Rivera. I, I agree with you, and and I think for them, because they had so many uh, positional needs, they just figured we will figure out the tight. I think in their hierarchy, tight end was lower than what we have it. I guess it is. And they said we, which will is fill crazy it when you have Greg Olson. I know being I one know. of your best players for so long. But again, if Scott Turner's coming in, and I think like we said with Jack Del Rio, that was such a key hire for Rivera. I think Turner was as well. And if he just says, "Hey, give me some parts and pieces, and here's my own hierarchy. Let me fit those in where I need to." Maybe tight end was lower on that list than we think. I will say this. Even with this roster, I expect because of just the coaching improvement and the culture that Ron Rivera will bring that they will win five or six games. I think I think that's probably a safe bet. I think I think five and a half is probably the perfect over-under. Right. You know? So they will, they will increasingly get better. Well, I feel like that we've almost explained why they didn't go after tight end. I mean – you know, these guys are going to get cut anyway. Why would you waste a draft pick on somebody that's going to, going to have to That's what I'm thinking, teach, maybe, yeah. maybe. You know, and if you, and why wouldn't it be attractive to come here? Like, it was like, here's our depth chart. Where do you want to go? Right. You're coming here. Hey, you don't want to go to Tampa. That's yeah. why if I was right. Thaddeus Moss, I'd be like, absolutely, I want to go there because I'm going to make the team. And that's where I was going with the Moss thing, is if they had inside info, and obviously you, it's never a guarantee, but if he just wasn't going to get drafted because of the lack of medicals on him, and the Skins were like, dude, that's our first free agent pickup. Let's not, like Jeremy said, let's not waste a pick. We need a roster player in Charles and in Gibson and in AGG. But if you that's know? what you're thinking, then why do you draft James Smith-Williams, who's played six games okay. like every year because he keeps getting hurt? This is, this is why I always, I tried to explain to my guys yesterday, why all these really good college players that they followed, you know, between the Big Ten, you know, local guys, whatever, didn't get drafted. And they're like, oh, that's so bad for them. I'm like, sometimes it's a blessing in disguise. Well, you can pick where you go. Correct. Yeah. And they had the stat on ESPN yesterday that said 54% of the wide receiver production last year from rookies was from undrafted players. Sure. So it, basically, the draft is essentially this. It's 240 or 250 guys that get technically drafted. Then there's another 200 that get signed within minutes yep. to go to, to teams. So yep. you're really talking about a draft pool, quote-unquote, closer to 500 players right. when it's all said and done. And my last thing on, on the tight end, specifically at Carolina, is, and unfortunately I know this very well because he always drafted in fantasy, I think the last three years he played, what, Olsen, that is half the games? You're probably right. So it's like, I mean, one year he missed all but one or two, and then other years he missed at least a few. So, I mean... Yes, he was you know a top five, top ten tight in the league when healthy. They didn't have him half the time, and they were still whatever they were. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a good point. And that's well, with Turner and Rivera. So. I just have to believe that Ron Rivera and Scott Turner and uh, Smith are smarter than I am, yep. and they have a plan Let's of which pray I can't. For that, please, <laughs> <laughs> and they have a plan which I can't envision. So yeah, well, I, I, which I, I wish we had many camps so we could then see how they're going to be used. I know, I know. And maybe we will. We don't know. I mean, we don't know what the next day has in store, let alone right. next six weeks. So uh, now can we switch to the Ravens? And absolutely. So real quick. One of the you know, greatest cheers, drafts they had. <laughs> cheers to the Skins. I thought they did a good job. I thought they got they got decent players across the board. They didn't fuck up their first pick. I think it was a slam dunk. And uh, just hoping all the guys play well. I'm hoping that the they're able to get into Redskins Park and into their respective training camps over the summer. Um, let's just hope and pray for that worldwide and uh, you know, and move on. So now we head on up the Beltway, Jerry. Let's go. Lay it on me, brother. 
They're the Ravens are amazing. They're incredible. Every single guy they drafted, I went, how the fuck was that guy still yeah. there? How was that guy still there? Well, here, they do it every year. Here's what the Ravens don't do. They don't draft hybrid guys. They draft guys who can do one job, you know, like in the later rounds, obviously. They draft one guy who can do like a like a job, uh, and that's what he can do. Right. And they don't ask him to do anything else. But the Ravens came in with three specific need areas, right? Defensive line. Mm-hmm. Offensive line because Yanda retired. Yep. And linebacker help. Front yep. seven, interior line. Yep. That's what they focused on. And they came out of the draft with two linebackers. Well, their first pick was a, talk about a slam dunk at the end of the first round. Right. I mean, I got, love I love Patrick Queen. Well, I they, think he's a they fucking got, stud. They got, they got two linebackers who both will probably start. They got two defensive tackles. Both will be in the rotation. They got two offensive guards. Um they got a wide receiver that'll opposite um, Hollywood Brown. They got the best running back in the draft in the second round. I love that pick. Love, Dobbins. love I mean, that pick. That guy. Loved well, it. All right. So Patrick Queen, undersized linebacker, side, you know, side to side. But that fits what they do so well, yeah. man. They well, just, they're fucking aggressive as shit. And, I just and that's exactly you, what he does. Look how that draft, we sort of talked about it in terms of the skins earlier, but first 20 picks, how many of them were quarterback, O-tackle, and receiver, right? It was like fourteen or fifteen of the. There was almost nobody yeah. taken on defense. Yep, and that way, and we know Young and Akuda went, and that, you know that's two of them. I mean, there was no other defensive players taken. You got like the top one of the top five defensive players in the draft at twenty eight. The re- that's ridiculous. The reason why the the yeah, Ravens exactly. are being lauded is out of the nine picks, like seven of them were incredible value at positions of need. Yep. Right that we just talked about, but Queen, I mean, obviously he starts it. They, he starts at linebacker on the weak side. Runs he'll the the big boys up front will keep him clean, and he'll be able just to make plays. He's a three down linebacker. Yep. But even in the fourth round or round three, they got Malik Harrison from Ohio yep. State. He's uh-huh. your strong side inside linebacker, maybe a two yep. down, but he can thump. Yep. Right. So, Better against the run. Yep. So they may be your starting linebackers for the next ten years. Yep, and you right. got them in the same and draft. And you have them in the same draft. Yep. And, and, and they both uh, they both do their skill set very well. Um, Dobbins, I think, was my favorite pick because he is just like Mark Ingram. He runs low. He's, he's low center of gravity, mm-hmm. except he's got home run speed. So, Dude, didn't I say last week? I was like, Taylor from Wisconsin got all of the pub and everything. I think Dobbins is a better right. running back in the NFL. And with the Ravens, yeah. he fits. I mean, it's like Mark Ingram number two. So yep. they can split time, and they're Love fresh. that pick for it's them. Amazing. Loved it. They got uh, Devin Duvernay from Texas. He's a speedster. You put him on the other side of Hollywood Brown. You fly them. What's are there issues with him with durability that uh, you know of? Because that George was telling me that was the only thing he was worried about. Apparently, I it was he, more that he just really he's one of these guys. He's just all speed. He's also not a lot of route four, running. Three, nine. I don't. Know. I don't think he's a great route runner. He's also yeah. like five ten one. Yeah, he's a little like guy. That. Yeah. So. So I mean, that's why he's not. I don't yeah. think he's a first round talent. But if you need somebody to stretch a defense, if you have two speedsters on either side, mm-hmm. where's the safety going to double? Yeah. Not right. a first round talent. But again, we've already been saying it. Look how many receivers went in other years. Some of his skill set probably is a second rounder. It's just the, this wasn't the year for that. They drafted so. two offensive guards. One has some flexibility. Tyree Phillips from Mississippi State. I didn't really love that one. Um, 
but he can play. He played tackle, but he's switching to guard. Mm-hmm. Right. They drafted this big white boy named Ben Bradison from Michigan. He like basically starts every game he's ever played. Yeah, he's he's your prototypical Big Ten. Right. He you started forty three yep. games, and apparently he can do nothing except play for offensive play, offensive guard, which is exactly what they're asking them to do. They don't yep. want him to play yep. center in a pinch. He's or Brandon play. Sheriff. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, Sheriff can play tackle if he had to. If he had to, this dude's but. always played guard, and he came from his brother. Mm-hmm. Right, so yep. hardball to hardball. Yep. <laughs> um, so I suspect this guy in the fourth round will be their starting offensive guard. He'll By the way, adequate. how much more? How much is he going to like the other hardball than the guy he just played for? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to go to John and be like, "You guys are brothers. Yeah. I just played he's for like, your brother. He's a fucking yeah, he's asshole." An asshole. <laughs> and then in round <laughs> six, <laughs> round six, they drafted the wide receiver James Prochet from SMU, who basically led the nation in. Uh, but you know, he's he subpar competition. Measurables aren't great, but apparently he's a dynamic pass catcher and can run routes yep so he's like a tactician yep uh they <clears throat> they they do a hell of a job every single year i i nothing but kudos to their front office and they stick to their guns and we just praise the redskins for taking some hybrid guys well, they really had to they have so many positions of need you have to have guys that are flexible and that you can morph into a scheme as opposed to you know taking a scheme and saying you must fit in here right um absolutely the ravens are kind of in a different position they know what they want well, to do and for them to draft more specialized talent i think fits them well it's good well they're also just better and they don't have as many needs exactly i mean and i think i'm going to keep harping on the the depth issue with the, i think we're going to see really not to get away from the, the ravens too much here but to more like we need a more ravens-esque built team on the, on the on the Redskins side, and we're going to really see how bad they actually were <laughs> the next year or two here when something's it, okay. being done properly. Let me ask you this. Were they really that bad in terms of talent, or are we going to see how bad the coaching staff coached that talent? Or yes. Com- yes. yes, combination of, of the two. Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, I, I've said it a million times about Jay. He just assumed guys could be professionals. That mm-hmm. was one of his biggest downfalls. Guys couldn't be. And they, right. you know, they just they just didn't care. Like, oh, it's just, we can just chill. It's like, well, no, you're in the NFL. You shouldn't just chill. But he was he didn't want to deal with that. And, and Rivera's and, not letting that. So that's why we got all this. Every position has nine guys at it, so there's competition. It's right. Great. Right. No, that that's true because that lacks attitude can snowball quickly, right? Yeah. And you know, Jay can go, hey, he's a player's coach and everything else, and then the third week in a row of four different you know, offside penalties and three more holdings and this, you know, too many men on the field and whatever else. And he's going, yeah, these guys aren't listening. It's like, well, you told him it wasn't important to listen. Well, and it piss, pisses off the guy next to you who's working hard if you, when yes. you're not. And it's yeah. just, it's, and that, that's what's contagious and everything else. And, you know, the Ravens didn't have to do that. They had more specific needs to fill. Like the Redskins need, of course, I mean, basically almost every team's need is going to be left tackle to some extent. Their, their really big need was we only have four offensive linemen that are, that are any good right now. <laughs> So we need to have uh, ten guys. So we need to have twenty guys to get down to ten. Right, and that's and that's what they're doing. So and they and then with the versatility, you know, you only want to have to dress eight. I think some weeks they were dressing nine because because the starters were also nicked up and they had to have a backup for pretty much every position. Right, and that's just that that takes away you know a spot from somebody else that you need. You mm-hmm. know, the running back or receiver or whatever it might be. And I think that's, that's that's where they're going. And again, the Ravens didn't have to do that. The Ravens. Did. Every time I saw a Ravens pick come up, I was like, yeah. Yeah, that, no, that seriously, I looked at it and I thought to myself, five. my first thought was, can't believe that guy was there. Yeah. And then second thought was, damn, they actually need that player, which was great. Well, I think Jerry might have even called Queen last week. I'm not sure. I think he did. But, um, Queen or Murray. Yeah. yeah. That's right, right, Queen yeah. or Murray. Yeah, good call. So let me ask you this. Do, do the Ravens have enough weapons offensively to complement Jackson, or do they still need to, to target somebody in free agency? 
You know, Hollywood Brown and the, and and the young wide receiver they just got from Texas are great, but they're little. Yeah, and I they're speedy, still, yeah. and and we saw as the season went on, Hollywood Brown was not nearly well, as effective in weeks twelve through sixteen as he was yeah. one through four. Well, he gets injured a lot, absolutely, yeah. and well, that's the problem when you're five eight one eighty. You know, opposite of the Redskins, though, they do have tight ends, so I think they can mitigate that a little bit. The Redskins are going. The they don't direction. have Hayden Hurst out, however. They don't have Hayden Hurst. <laughs> what, what happened to him? Um, but uh, no, you still fucking, have a yeah. fucking goddamn it. <laughs> yeah. They just have, listened you know, to Jerry last June. <laughs> what do they have? They have Andrews and. They got the, the uh, There's somebody Max, whoever. He's been there five years. Okay, well that guy. Anyway, they <laughs> <laughs> they're better off than the, than the skins there. So I don't. They probably have to worry a little bit less. But I think that a lot of teams are going to be doing this. You know, players are going to get cut probably differently than they would have in the past, either because of medical issues or because of you know not having the same camps. It's going to be a different you know. Off, it's already been a different offseason. It's going to stay a different offseason. Maybe they can pick somebody up. You know, sure. they pick up a vet, pick up, you know, somebody gets cut, and, you know, oh, or they're, they're probably okay where they are. I think they're definitely, there's going to be veteran cuts, and they're going to take a handful of them. Yeah, I think so, too. Again, that's a good destination. If uh, that team targets you at this point, you probably go there. You know, yeah. the Ravens say, we want you. We're like, well, I want to win a Super Bowl, so let's let's ride. It's so, a good point. Very desirable place to go right now. No, no doubt about that. For a completely different reason than the Redskins, obviously. <laughs> well, those, I think the Skins are going to probably take more cuts than anybody. I mean, they, they need to fill up their roster. Yeah. And I, I think part of the reason their draft is is we anticipate we're going to get maybe our starting left tackle is not on the not on the roster right now, but someone will be signed, someone will get well, cut, and I'm gonna, I'll, I'll pick them up. That right. was the next thing I was going to bring up. And I, there's one of the questions here I don't have an answer for. I don't know if you guys do, but the cap, or the, the cap space for the skins is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like 35 oh, yeah. and a half million. Oh, uh, yeah. 10 of that's allocated to rookies. It's still 25. But basically, they have enough players to field the team right now. Anything else would be an upgrade. So, I mean, you know, but I heard something about they may be better off rolling over to next year. Do they actually get to use the space next season if they don't use it this season? Sure. I, Is that I, don't, think, I don't think yeah, all every, of it. I think every, it's prorated. I think you get a portion roll, of it. Everything rolls over. I mean, some of the cap space will be eaten up by the rookies. Yeah, but I mean, do you, like, you don't get an extra $25 million in cap space next year if you don't use it this year, no. do you? No. I mean, no. Yeah, well, if you're under... You, you, you don't have, have 50. You get no, 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 yeah, yeah, you just rolled over the 25, and then your players have to come off next year, right? So, like, Ryan Kerrigan's salary will come off next year, um, and then you'll be signing more people. So, if if you're $35 million under the cap now, once you sign the rookies, you'll probably be $20 million under the cap. Um, that just keeps on going, and then the cap, if it increases next year, then you'll be $22 million. How, and then you so if you're, if you're only signing guys for one year, there's no difference. There's no yeah. Okay. One year deals are are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what you're. Gonna that's see why they're so these, popular. Yeah. These guys that are they 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 pick up as cuts. So. Oh, absolutely, because you it's a prove it deal. And one yeah. of the, one yeah. of you know the only coaching staff guys that is still intact from last year is the Eagles, and they have such a distinct advantage if they go into the season without having a lot of practice. Because Dallas Giants and Redskins all have this. Oh yeah, all had overhauls. Yeah, it's a good point. Although <laughs> when Jalen Hurts got picked, oh, did you oh, see I the vitriol it. from Eagles fans yeah. online? That well, was fucking hysterical. Same with Green Bay when they picked. Yeah, Jordan oh, love, when they got love. Oh yeah, they were they were hot, man. But everybody was hot too when they picked uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers and true, before. true. So how'd that work out for you, man? Quarterbacks are so fucked up, right? <laughs> Trying to figure out who's going to project to the next level. So, you know, you had Burrow, Tua. We just brought up Love, Hertz, Herbert. Um, like from out there. From, you know, you know all those guys. So, Of those guys, you could put their names 
in a hat, shake it out, and tell me, all right, Todd, in five years, here's the crystal ball. This is the guy that was the stud. I'd probably believe you. Yeah. And, well, you know, if if you told me in five years somebody like Fromm, oh yeah, man, he throws you know thirty five touches and and twelve picks a season, and di- well, damn, that's pretty good. You well, know, I think all three of those guys we just talked about, like taken outside of the first round, have just as good a chance of being like the third best of of any of the three that went in the top six. I completely agree. I mean, you know, I yeah. I love Hertz actually. I think the situation's terrible for him, but although I guess it'd never be terrible to get drafted in the second round. But, yeah, I mean, I you mean, know, I mean, why would you? I'm not a Hertz guy. Uh, I'm not a Hertz guy, but yeah. again, like we talked about. I'm not a Tua guy. Well, either. I'm not a Tua yeah. guy. I think that's part of why I'm a little bit. I, I think Hertz was not that much different, and nobody really talks about him. So, right. Know, I mean, they, they substituted for each other when the other ones got hurt and won national championships. So, you know, uh, or SEC championships and everything else. But again, draft is fun, but all it is is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of what you're getting, and you got to develop them. You got to make sure they fit in, in with your scheme, and it's and it's a, a quid pro quo with the team. You know, the player has to believe that he is part of their future, and he's investing this time and energy not to get his first contract, but to get his second and then his third. Absolutely. You know, well, and and so I, I mean, every little you know, every layer that you take off of that scenario, you see who isn't cut out to make it at that level. Yeah. You know. And well, more of the guys don't make it than do. That's probably, the bottom line. You hear him talking about it, get stuff on tape, this and the other. I think that's one of the things that a guy like Rivera and his staff is really going to push. So like, remember, so you don't make this team, the better you play right now, the better chance you have of making another team or getting a good recommendation from me when we drop you and somebody wants to pick you up. And again, I think that's been, we've been talking about this, you know, years longer we've been doing this pod about how the Redskins almost always need three or four guys to fill out their roster. Yep. They don't have 10 guys they're afraid to cut. Right. It never happens. I think we might start. You know, that's a really that. good point. You, you know, know, on hard knocks, when you see like that that final decision and they're like, it's heartbreaking and it's agonizing. You're like, oh, I can't let this. The skins are going, which oh, one please cut him because we yeah, need that yeah. guy. Well, which guy do we keep? We don't want either one of these assholes. You know? Right. Well, I think it just boils down to the lack of playmakers they have on their roster. Mm-hmm. There's nobody that scares anyone. No. And now they have. One guy who probably will scare somebody because I tend to believe I love all these people saying he didn't do shit against Michigan, he didn't do shit against uh, Clemson. The fuck were you watching? Yeah. He was all over the field. He didn't get there, but he forced throws. He Dude, was getting doubled. He made he made their life a living hell against Clemson. Yeah, I mean Chase Young single handedly just. I mean block he kept him, that D coordinator up for block weeks. him one on one and see what happens. Yep. And even in the NFL, mm-hmm. block him one on one and see what happens. That's right, that's right. And now have fun with uh, Sweat and Kerrigan and the linebackers. Oh, and by the way, Ionitis and Payne and Allen. And <laughs> I mean, none seriously. of those guys can get after the quarterback like this guy, though. And that's his one but job. Every one of those guys can get off yeah. a one-off block. Well, hopefully, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, though, that they don't. But in the past, maybe they kind of needed to because they didn't have a Chase Young on the outside. Now those guys don't need to. They can do whatever else. They, their well, we talk about changed. this in so as, many sports. As good as Ryan Kerrigan has been for the Redskins, and he's going into the ring of honor. Mm-hmm. Right? He's been that good. This guy will double the impact that he had. Oh, no no question he about better. it. He better if he <laughs> no does No question I mean, about I'm not, it. I'm not saying he's going to be the greatest player of all time. No. I'm but, just saying we need somebody who can consistently get to the quarterback. Yep. But he makes everybody else better. Right. In the, in the entire defense. And consistently and be offense, threatening. Really. <laughs> Not just, oh, he went wide and did a uh, speed rush again and got chipped off. I'm talking about a guy that has versatility, and every single time it's a third down and four, you know, that tackle and that guard are going, oh, fuck, where is he going right now? Ryan Kerrigan Kerrigan got a lot of sacks, but a lot of sacks were working sacks 
uh, some safety help sacks, you know, where like, you have a hit coverage, a time and or, the quarterback didn't know where to go, couldn't go where he wanted to go. And Ryan Kerrigan eventually worked hard enough because he's a badass. Yeah. Oh, no, he's he a beat, stud. Yeah, he beat the offensive tackle and got it. But Chase Young can beat someone off the line of scrimmage and get there in four seconds, well, like in three seconds. If you have Kerrigan, Sweat, and Young on the field all at the same time, well, then Kerrigan's always been the number one guy. Always was the number one guy that they had to pay attention to. Now he's the third guy. Yeah. He, can play. he might be able to do damage even. I, I assume uh, Del Rio is going to have up some weird packages, but I assume the passing downs will be um, uh, will be Sweat and Chase Young and Ioannidis and Jonathan Allen in the tackles. That would be my Kane guess as well. because he can't rush the passer very well. Yep. Maybe you put Kerrigan there. I don't know, like in third and 15. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Maybe you put him. Well, he always dropping back in coverage too. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to see a lot Chase of... Chase Young would have two interceptions if he played from another. <laughs> I, I, I think you're going to see some very aggressive press coverages on like second and eight, and we're going to go, uh, where's the deep safety? And he's going to be rolling the dice. So you, know? you don't need one. He's only going to have two seconds to get the ball off. Exactly. I, I really think you're going to see a more aggressive in-your-face approach. And I, I think I'm saying that when I say you're going to see it, I'm hoping we see it. Right. That, that's the way right. I would roll with this roster. I would use, use my front seven as my trump card. And, and if you're a quarterback well, going, oh, I'm going to drop it over the top, good luck, bro. you got well, two and a half seconds. Well, see if you can do dice. it. What do you got to lose? They, if they're, so they're going to suck or they're going to suck? I mean, it's like... Exactly. You know, what, are we going to lose, nine nine games or ten games? I, I, don't, I don't think anybody here is saying the Redskins are going to make the playoffs. I think we're going to... I just set the over-under, five and a half. Yeah, I think you know, we're going to win five or six yeah. games. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's going to be an improvement. And the longer you... You know, you can have stability and get pieces. And again, I said this last time, five, five or six wins, but we're going to be in four or five more games that are going to be coin flips. Right. And that's going to be more fun to watch as a fan. When, when, I, you know? when, when I saw the Redskins draft today, I said, this is a draft because this is a three-year rebuild. And he knows yeah. it. Yeah. So well, he's getting two. Either way, it's right. not about this upcoming right. season He's getting pieces to fit, um, you know, Either now and in the future, mm-hmm. uh, that 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 he envisions, he's got a vision of how he wants things to go, and yep. these are pieces. Yep. And, and he, the guys who I thought were better that didn't, they didn't fit his pieces. Yeah. I agree. These guys, the learn. What what better learning experience than on the job in the NFL without the pressure of anything more than making the roster? You know, yeah. you don't have the pressure yeah. to go out and, and make the playoffs. You know, the pressure is you need to be the guy next year. That's right. the pressure. Right. So you need learn. to make this yeah. team, and you need to be yeah. impactful. Learn, you listen, and or probably listen and learn is probably more effective. But um, you know, and don't worry about it. As long as you're playing fast, playing hard, and you're learning, that's what we need. And fast. Char- that's what I want to see. And Charles, stay away from Kuznetsov. Could <laughs> be a match made in heaven. Cross motionating our sports stars and their right, uh, so, their proclivities. So as we sit here today, looking big picture. Um. The rumor is the NHL is thinking about starting on June 1st. Well, right? it would be camps, but yeah. Yeah, I camps. Mean, the, the right, letting the, letting the athletes Let's mobilize. Forbid. Let's, God forbid, not play a fucking regular season and then a full playoffs because we'll be going till December. Right? Well, so yeah, I think what will happen is they'll, tr- they'll try the to playoffs. get every team to like 74 games or something like that. I could something see like that, that, yeah. Which could be anywhere from three to six games, depending on the team. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening. Or I guess I haven't even looked at the numbers with uh, – like points percentage. I don't know if that changes the current, like, you know, points deal, you know, the one through, I, I haven't looked at that. I've not but looked at that I, that, I that deeply also, either. You're not going to be able to do any kind of, you don't want to do a preseason. No. Uh, so that's why I mean, I almost think a you few regular like, season <clears throat> games 
that's your preseason for the playoffs, essentially. Yeah, I think you need you know, a not five. Not many, not all 13 or whatever they are left. Right. But I, I think five. you need a mini camp, and then I think you need five games yeah. that you can just say, this is going to round out the regular season, and we know it's not fair. Everybody's in the I, same I don't boat. Know, man. Maybe you just say these games don't fucking count. Maybe you have five like games against people, but they don't fucking count. So I've know. heard things like uh, going doing exactly what you just said, Jerry, where they let every team remobilize and you play five games as like scrimmages. Yeah, scrimmages. And the points count in the standings for draft purposes. But not for playoffs. But not for playoffs. And okay. we're going with the top 16. We're going eight and eight, and here's how we're doing it. And they roll it out, and they do the first round as a best of five, and then the next two rounds as best of seven. Right, I've heard well, that, that to, to get all the games in. Well, it was four rounds, so we do the second round be best of five also? Or? No, only the first round would be best only of five. Okay. Yep. I'd do best of five on all of them yeah. except for the Stanley Cup. I, I, I'm kind of with you on that one. I, will, I would at least for the first two, I think best of five is probably okay. But, um, well, I think also the, all depends on what That hurts the caps, though, because the, the longer series, the more physical. Well, every series we play goes seven yeah. games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think that's one of the things we're really going to have to figure out, though, is where are you going to play this and there? Because, I mean, if there's no travel for these teams, I think that changes things dramatically, too. And there's no fans, so there's no home rank advantage. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, you I mean, just switch you benches. Know, you go, you, you get switch th- benches, your last changes, your face-off rules. Those are still going to matter a little bit. Um, but I yeah, just, but that's the know, only thing that would discern the oh, home team absolutely. from the road team, yeah. you know. Um, right. And, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, you know? I mean, uh, in, in our scheme of things, that's – that's what we have. Yeah, way low on the total. I mean, people can of, complain <laughs> about it, but that's just life. Dude, fucking people complained about the NFL draft, and they were like, oh, they should have done this and that. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You had live sports. <laughs> so what about baseball and basketball? Was anybody? I Last I heard about baseball, they were planning on opening in May. Okay, baseball is weird on so many different levels, but because it's an outdoor sport and because there's baseball facilities everywhere, like a minor league stadium is the size of a major league park with regard to oh, the, the foul pole and everything. Same, yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> gyms and everything else you have to worry about with hockey and to some degree basketball, but even a lesser extent. Um, baseball has it made in terms of infrastructure. And, and everybody's a part anyway. Correct. The fact that they can mobilize all 30-some teams in Florida and Arizona for spring training means that they mm-hmm. could technically start a season spring training light and make that your regular season. I see what you're saying. That's probably the easiest. Well, they have the most options, too, because they can play double headers. They can do all kinds of stuff like that. Exactly. You know, if they cut their season in half, they're still playing 80 games. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like other sports where you cut it in half. You're like, I don't know if that's enough. I mean, I saw saw a model that they could start July 1st and still get 120 games in if every team agreed to play one double header a week. You know? I mean... Well, I think the biggest without the travel, like you said, Jeremy. I think that's the the sport that's most likely to play a season. And let's think about it. Think of a baseball diamond. They're social distancing. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they're already (laughs) apart, right? Yeah, I mean, now that makes that makes sense. That's the only sport where people are not banging into each other, right? Yep. It's the only sport that puts me to sleep. But. <laughs> I mean, but I'll even watch it. And that <laughs> oh, and I would watch it. Hell yeah. That and golf. Yeah. Yep. You, you can play golf. See, so, golf, are they still planning on uh, June? What is yeah, it? June 11th. June 11th. Like that, it's yeah. uh, that uh, tournament in Texas, yep. right? Yeah, yeah, they haven't wavered on that at all. And I have a feeling that, I mean, there's almost nothing preventing them from doing this because, especially if they say no fans. I mean, it's it, it's the definition of, so, of social distancing. Well, still, you know? to this day, I think 42 out of the 50 states still are allowing golf courses to operate. Yeah. Maryland's not one of them, by the no. way. Um, but, you know, I mean, golf at, at its core is a social distance model, right? Yep. right? So <laughs> I would think golf and baseball have the best chance of, I agree. of opening back up. I agree. 
Um, and then I would put soccer right behind it um, just because of the model that we're seeing over in Europe. Well, I think and if it, that comes off without a hitch, you're going to see the others <laughs> fall in line. I think you know? you're absolutely right. Everybody's waiting to see how that goes. Yep. If they're players just falling out all over the place. And all it's going to take is that one team to go... So the assistant trainer got tested positive yesterday. So everybody on Leverkusen now has to be quarantined, and now everybody well, you just shut the whole fucking thing why down. Why can't everybody just be tested? Th- like so, if Todd tested positive, Jerry, let's test you. See, because you were around Todd, let's see if you could help. Then it comes right. Am, am I like I? I think you're right. I I, I don't know how that uh, it's like works. Todd has the flu. Stay away from Todd. Right. But shouldn't yeah. we be doing that anyway? Exactly. We should be God, doing we're that so anyway. dumb. I guess what would worry me <laughs> if I'm, you know, really pushing to get the sports back is it's it's not even about the okay, Todd has it, Jerry doesn't, we're okay, we can play the game. Well, that's fine until three days later Jerry has it. Well, and then he played with everybody in the, in that game Todd's talking about. So now these two teams probably shouldn't be playing well, for two I don't, weeks. But, the, but see, I don't know if that's how the testing works. Is I don't it either. Testing like. Like I don't, I'm not showing any signs, and I feel great, but I'm still positive. Or is it I don't well, develop yeah. it? Until That's one of the things we don't know yet. Is it? Yeah. You know, we well, may not. Fuck me. Let's <laughs> find that shit out. Yeah. Well, you know, what? I, tune in next week yeah. for our DMV <laughs> science pod. I'm going to bring out a fucking uh, uh, disease specialist well, to come. We'll get Anthony we'll Fauci on here. He's a local boy. He likes us better than he likes Trump. I guarantee you. Oh, that. oh my god! Everybody, we'll tell him everybody on the task talk, force likes us better. Like we'll tell him we want to come and talk gnats, and you know, then we'll you know divert him to the more important stuff. So. Nah, but I, I am seriously praying every night that Bundesliga is able to uh, continue what they've done. And, and do it and be successful. And apparently all the teams are saying they're, they've been mobilized now for over three weeks. They're like, we're fit. We feel great. We've been playing inter-squad scrimmages. We're basically like sleeping like dorm style at our own respective locations. We get testing every other day. They're like, this is actually great. The, you know, you know when it's viable is when they go to, get, when they start playing and someone gets sick and he's okay, he got sick and then they still are able to play and it's like a, it's not, it's not, it's not. It's ending. not the end of the world. Yes, right. Uh, of, That's when as it's opposed a to March. What was it, twelfth or thirteenth, when Rudy Gobert tested positive and literally the plug got pulled in right. North American sports as we know it. Well, right now everybody's operating out of fear. Yeah, everybody sure. operates out of fear. Let's give some evidence that this can work. The right. only way people are not going to be fearful is if it works. Yep. And why, what, not a better place in the world to have guinea pigs is Germany. Let those fuckers <laughs> see if it works and if they all fall down and nobody, like it's the worst decision ever because they see uh, we're not doing that. Uh, man, we told you this was a local podcast. <laughs> we love the DMV. Fuck everybody else, especially Germany apparently. <laughs> Fuck <Wow>. Germany. <laughs> Germany. Germany, Unle- Germany, Germany. <laughs> unless, uh, unless, of course, you know, Bundesliga is on May 9th and I'm watching with my popcorn all excited to watch live sports again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if heads start popping off, then <laughs> we, know, we know we can't play any sports. Uh, it's always good to have the guinea pig somewhere else. We need to learn. We need to start learning sometime. We were talking about that off air. And At I some think point, we should throw we'll Sidney Crosby out there and, wow, that's a good and test surround to... him by Corona, like the zombies. <laughs> Just see how he fares. They'd hate his ass, too. <laughs> Real quick, before we sign off for the week, um, uh, the, the local boys that went in the draft, West Virginia had a few boys, right? Two back to back uh, offensive the, tackle. Yeah, the guy, back-to-back. the guy that played in the XFL because he got thrown out for plagiarism. Okay, and uh, <laughs> and uh, the big offensive tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. O tackle went, and the Terps had um, uh, Antonio McFarland went to the Steelers. Uh, apparently, that was a steal by yeah. you know everybody's like, damn, he's going to slot in right away. 
Um, and then uh, Antoine Brooks went to the Steelers. Correct. What yeah. about Leak? So Leak got – he was like Moss. He, he was one of the first free agent signings. Went to New York, the Giants, and they are thrilled. And they're like, we immediately have our returner, and he's Saquon's backup. Hmm, and they're like, like and that. all the media immediately was like, of all – I think they had six or seven draft picks. And uh, aside from the first two, they put Leak as the most impactful. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, boys. All right, guys. Till next week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And, uh, you know, cheers to some more sports. Let's go. Be safe, everybody. See ya. Cheers. Cheers.